Hello, welcome into MTRQ. Uh, I'm Dustin. I'm Cameron. And today we are taking a look at uh, Birds of Prey, or, or <laughs> let me pull the up Emancipation pull. of One Harley Quinn. I believe you're missing a word in there too. In the fantabulous emancipation, emancipation of One, one Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn. Uh, came out earlier this year and did okay at the box it came office. Came out February, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, came out, did okay. Wasn't the like biggest superhero movie ever, which was uh, kind of a shock. I don't think it did okay. I think what you're seeing is the total over since to like time, but I don't believe this did okay. Are you looking at worldwide or U.S.? Worldwide. Because I believe U.S. is like 40 million. 84. Okay, 84 million. 201 is, worldwide. Which, that's fucking terrible. It did not break even. It came like 40 mil short from breaking even. Yeah, that. so this did not perform well in the box office whatsoever. <laughs> Which is odd because it was very, it was well received. It was advertised. It was not well received. I mean, fans enjoyed it. Some fans, yeah. But this was not critically well received, nor did it do well in the box office. It, there were aspects that were well received, I should say. Margot Robbie got a lot of praise for her performance. Yes, she's a good actress. The directing got a lot of praise as well. Uh, that I don't think. Yeah. I think it got praise on the like rah-rah feminism front. Kathy Yan got praise for the direction and then the the biggest issues were with the writing. Cuz like I feel like 40% of this is shot on a green screen. Possibly. Yeah. But now what happened was the movie just hit HBO Max uh this week this past week. Oh, and I don't have a problem with any of the rah-rah feminism. I was just saying I feel like the the like the reason why it got its any sort of adulations or cheers was uh, because it was a woman director. Like it wasn't that well directed. It was cool. They did cool stuff. They, they, they did, had unique, kinda. like cool staging, cool sequences. The roller derby, or not the roller derby, but like the end sequence where they're all fighting and like the on the rotating platforms and stuff. Yeah, like, that, that's pretty that, cool. There's, yeah, there's some cool stuff. Um, yeah, so basically, it just hit HBO Max this last weekend and has become. It's now becoming a cult. Film. It's becoming it's yeah. It's a, becoming a like why didn't we talk about this movie. more in the moment? Yeah. So we just we wanted to hop on here, kind of run through it a little bit. Which is funny though that people would now be like, why didn't we talk about this more in the moment? Because people were talking about it in the moment, just in a completely negative aspect. Yeah, there was there wasn't a lot of. I like, enjoyed this movie. Let me say, I'm just not to be poo pooing everything you were trying to come across as like everything's positive for this movie. But right, no, I yeah. at the time really, I still do enjoy this movie. I own this movie, but it did not come out well received. I people were it. like, "What the fuck are these characters? What's a Renee Montoya or a Huntress <laughs> like?" And and uh, Cassie Kane is it's Cassie Kane, right? Cassandra. Cassandra, yeah. yeah, either, yeah. In the yeah. comics, it primarily goes back. So Cassie, Cassandra Kane becomes a, a Robin. Like, she's one of the right. Robins yeah. in the comic books. Um, uh, and then goes on to be a uh, spoiler. And all, it, it, she's got a crazy storyline. She, yeah. It's wild. Um, but uh, I really love this movie. I love The Birds of Prey. I love the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I believe, originally supposed to be Gotham City Sirens. Well, it's funny because that's... Which is Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and Harley Quinn. That's apparently going to be like the next one. That's an okay. Is which you do... wouldn't expect something that commercially flopped so hard to get a next one. But hey. These, they're tr- they trying just so do hard to yeah. make DC happen. Except for a second Superman movie. They're trying so hard to make Fetch happen. Yeah. Except for, yeah. Because Man of Steel was successful. A but... Henry Cavill-led Superman movie would yeah. be just fine yeah like but no they were like oh, instead of make a death of superman movie we're gonna make it batman versus superman down to justice and it's gonna be a giant piece of shit let's throw death of superman in like the last 15 minutes so this is at least better than suicide squad let's start off there the, yeah so so <laughs> the idea behind this was like how can we get the studio was like how can we get more harley quinn how can we get deadpool but with our own characters <laughs> so that's what, we, what this was that's what the studio so said what do we do how do we deadpool Let's get Harley Quinn, who was like the only thing that people liked about Suicide Squad. Yeah, other than uh, like, Will Smith. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like Will Smith kind of going and Cara De- uh, people really loved Cara Delevingne. <laughs> Delvin, Delvingne, Delvin, whatever. Know. The model girl that's really cool. Delevingne is what Delevingne? I always said, but I don't okay, know if I'm yeah. right. So yeah, people really loved her performance in that. Don't forget <laughs> that. 
A lot of uh, Jai Courtney was actually good. I'm being facetious about uh, yeah, no, I, yeah. people fucking hated her performance. Jai, he was Captain Boomerang. He right? was Captain. Boomerang. He was electric. Yes, I thought he was Tom Hardy for like 30 minutes. If but then I, was like, I could get a Rogues get yeah, Flash Rogues the Rogues, if I could get a movie on them, I'd be so happy. Like, well, it's funny too because Harley Quinn is Mar- Margot Robbie's Har- Harley Quinn, and Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang are the only two that survived to be in James Gunn's new Suicide Squad yes, reboot, yeah. too. Yeah, Aussies represent. Yeah, just holding strong. Yeah. So, but basically, this movie is like, hey, let's do like a girl power Harley Quinn movie. where and They so, were like, feminism, but Deadpool. She Yeah, so she breaks <laughs> up with the Joker. It's got the cool opening animated sequence where it's like running through her life and everything. Then she decides she wants to let everybody know that she's on her own and she's empowered. So she Yeah, not realizing that everyone wants to kill her. Because she's just been a dick yeah. while running around with the Joker. And so she blows up the chemical plant. She blows up Ace Chemicals. Yeah. She blows up the Ace Chemicals. Where she chemical and the Joker were turned into their respective pale white selves. What are the odds that the chemicals would have the same exact effect on two people? Like, wouldn't you think everybody would be different? No. I would okay. imagine that it just bleaches your skin like that and turns you into a fucking maniac. Drives you insane. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Also, so why does that fire? Why is it fireworks? Why is it all fireworks when that chemical plant, Ace Chemicals, explodes? Maybe it's just a different chemical. Also, mildly like now in retrospect with what happened in uh, was it Istanbul. Yeah. You're like, oh, explosion with a bunch of fireworks. Not fun here. Not fun to watch anymore. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, I, my fiance brought that up. She was like, ooh, fireworks and explosions. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yikes. Uh, how quick we forget. Yeah. And this is all fun and stuff. You watch that, you're like, holy fuck. But yeah, so then from there, she, she decides she wants to declare her independence. And that puts out like a red flag. So she to- blows up base chemicals and it basically sends out the the hey come kill harley hey, quinn we can all kill harley quinn now and the biggest one who wants to kill her is the black mass played by ewan mcgregor who I, is i got a lot of flack from my girlfriend when we left this movie because we both enjoyed it and i see you both watch this now today no we yesterday. watched it in theaters when it came out oh, oh okay. i just it was on tv today so i oh, okay I, you refreshed hbo yeah i was like okay cool yeah and uh we left, and I was like, I got to tell you, one, I want all of you and McGregor's wardrobe from this yeah. movie. Yeah. Because it's all like crushed velvet suits yeah, and jackets. some good suits. Incredible suit game. Two, I turned to her and I said, you know, everyone was very good, but I, Ewan McGregor is just so good in everything he does. Like, I'm, I was glad to see him in this movie. And she said, so let me get this straight. The girl power feminist movie that was directed by a woman written by a woman and stars like a cast of strong women and strong characters your favorite character was the man hell yeah and i was like i mean if he's you wanna, fucking going for I it i was like if you want to put it that way i mean like i guess i also liked huntress but he but like, on, but honestly like outside of so it's a ewan mcgregor you don't see like he's well a he's doing an english act like an american accent yeah he's like he's like talking like this i am the black mask like it's so funny this dude is in i hyperdrive he's having zaz cut faces off of people yeah ew is that a snot bubble (laughs) is that a but when he gets in the into the back of the limo it's just like ew oh yeah (laughs) and it's um a pretty incredible performance uh my fiance last night was like i'm surprised he didn't get an award or some type of thing for this and i'm like what a razzie like <laughs> this isn't the type of performance that is like it's it's so over the top it's that it's not like, quite heath ledger joker no <laughs> it's incredible in that it's like this nicholas cage adjacent performance i see i just where it's just an actor letting it all like just having fun hey be a comic book villain yeah and and it's like black mass you don't from the comic books you don't really have much to go off of right it's It's this mafioso who wears a black mask and is just really violent like that's kind of it like he's a he's a mob he's a mafioso yeah they give him a lot of flourishes in this and i'm sure part of that was 
And like Zaz has changed up because Zaz is a serial killer that every for every person he kills cuts he, himself. He cuts a mark in his skin, and in this he does that. I don't think I don't. Do they ever go into that? Yeah, they do. He's just not covered in scars. yeah. Like he's okay. not face to toes scars. Yeah, because that the actual Zaz is like his head is shaved and he's got scars these markings all, all over, over his him. body. Like yeah. tallies. He's tallying the kills that he's committed. Yeah, you see him all. He's got some on his face. Zaz like, played by the guy who played. Danny in the Mindy show, Mindy Kaling show, <laughs> yes. uh, which is very, very odd because he's like the sex appeal doctor and he's like the sexy doctor in that. Mm-hmm. And in this, he's like, he's dyed his hair blonde. He's got like this overbite and he's like, just he's a about fucking as like weird. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a real, uh, will they, won't they, um, between black mask and yeah, Zaz. between black mask and Zaz, like, are they dating? Are they not dating? They definitely are fucking, but you know who knows if they're actually an item. So the actual birds of prey, you have uh, Margot Robbie. Yes. You have Rosie Perez as Is Renee, Montoya. Renee Montoya. Rosie Perez absolutely killing it. So the funny thing about this is the what she's playing is a character that becomes the question. Renee Montoya, it, she takes over the mantle of the question. That's this like detective. Uh, from early DC days, like 60s, 70s. And uh, she ends up taking over that role, mm-hmm. which is this faceless, kind of quiet, noir-esque type detective. And in this, she's this like under... Like the question in the comics and Renee Montoya in general is kind of a very appreciated... She's like one of the best detectives on Gotham City Police Department. Right. And she pulls this double life of being a hero and also being a detective. And in this, she's just straight up a detective. People she's are like, taking the credit for her work. She's, she's like yeah. uncredited in every aspect. Just they make, shit on and They make jokes turn. about her alcoholism. Like. Yeah, she's an alcoholic. And, and, and she's like the complete opposite of what the question is in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. There's that part where she gets covered in trash chasing Harley Quinn. Yeah. She goes in and is like, do you guys have anything I can wear in Lost and Found? And they're just and, like... It's the I shaved my balls for this yeah, T-shirt that yeah. she wears for like eighty percent of the movie. Yes, yeah. And just and the visual of Rosie Perez being pissed off and like doing everything. She's like, always very funny when angry. Very, but like the that's her the, niche. That and the shirt, it just it kills me every time I yeah. see it. Yeah, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the huntress. Yes, I thought she was. She was one of my favorite parts. I thought she was great. I know we talked about it before we started recording, but you mentioned like a lot of like fans of the comics had an exception with how she played the character. They did. Yeah. I didn't really care because honestly the Huntress has never been my forte. Like I just never got into the character. So I didn't really give a shit if they changed the origin or anything like that. Right. Cause she's just a part of Batman's like sidekick group. She's a, you know, in the same vein as a Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, it's the cool thing about her is that she uses a crossbow and she kills. Yeah. Um, in the comics, she doesn't as much do the killing as like shooting a crossbow in your knee or. Well, you get a lot of crossbow killing in this. Oh, God. Yes, you do. <laughs> there yeah. is a lot of. And I really do like her. I liked her portrayal of Huntress and I, I really do enjoy Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I, I wish she was that... kind of in more. I do. Yeah, I agree. I enjoy that every character just like. The way they react to the Huntress is like, wow, that girl's badass. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God, what a cool girl. Yeah. And then like they talk to her and she's kind of just like awkward. Like, oh, he, oh cool. I, I really like how you guys do your things too. Yeah. She, he, she's, she is just a, she is the definition of a very awkward, weird, like weird kid. Just like, yeah. Just like the, you can tell she grew up in horrible circumstances she, without a lot of social skills she's like she's an assassin with asperger's almost <laughs> <Basically>. like, <laughs> um journey smollett played uh the canary dina lance oh okay uh, i thought she was really good as well she yeah i don't like that the character in general right. i don't like i had no problem with her being black I want to put that one out there right now. I okay. just did not like the change in the character of Dina. Like I, I'm a big fan of uh, Green Arrow and the Black Canary. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the best relationships in comic books. And I really wish. And I know it was a girl power movie, but what I kind of wish they did was you keep her black, have her be a girl, 
uh obviously she's a girl uh make her a lesbian and make the green arrow woman as well and incorporate the green arrow in it Mm. i would have liked to have seen that team up like maybe she's on the inside for the green arrow who is pursuing the black mask and then come in with her plus huntress but then again, that gives you two arrow characters. It, so I yeah, think right. that's why they didn't do that. They're like, hey, we can only one. Yeah, but I, it would have been like, I, and this was what I was thinking last night when I watched it, um, was it would have been cool to see not only that L- LGBTQ element into it, like like actually in the forefront of it, mm-hmm. have this side storyline as well too of it's not just Black Mask because she's not after Roman Sionis. Like you don't really get that until the end that he was behind the assassination or was like a like oh we're talking huntress yeah involved yeah. in the uh, in the huntress assassination of her parents and stuff so you have that at the end but i would have liked to have seen this kind of like someone's hunting roman sionis as well like someone's hunting the black mask as well and that's why she's in this club the black canary right like doing that you know she's undercover essentially for for the arrow. for them not yeah. so much a central informant for um uh renee montoya yeah. which is kind of what she has and i don't know why that popped in my head but i was like it would have been cool also to see like female green arrow who's also a lesbian and is like yeah it could have been cool it would have been yeah. something different i'm sure it would have really pissed people off but <laughs> as whatever much as, yeah as much as people loved it they probably would have hated it yeah uh, and then last we have ella j basco was cassandra kane yeah, and it's really great job from a young actress. It's always dicey when you hinge a movie on like younger characters and actresses. Yeah, but especially when they're like um, antagonistic little shit. Yes. who is like stealing from everyone. It's hard. It's a hard balance to keep. But I thought overall, I thought all the casting was really well done. I thought that they all had a very good chemistry with one another. Like you don't really get a whole lot of them teaming up really until like the end of the movie. They they literally become the birds of prey in the last like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Which is a little disappointing because like, I think that might be part of why the movie struggled a bit was because they say it's the birds of prey movie. And then it's like, Oh, you don't really get any of that until like the end. Well, so they changed the name of this movie name to Harley Quinn. Yeah. Colon birds Birds of of prey. Prey. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it it was a little weird and they thought that would have brought more people in and it didn't. Um, the whole release of this movie and everything surrounding it in the beginning is, is really a bummer and very indicative of how I guess shitty men are towards these things. Because I can guarantee you there were a lot of men who did not see this movie because, like, I don't want to see that feminist shit. Uh, This ties in a lot with The Last of Us 2 or social justice shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I was at a a DHL shipping something out, and this guy, I have a a PlayStation credit card that has God of War on the front. Right. He's like, oh, man, you play PlayStation. He's like, oh, that's really cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was playing The Last of Us 2, and I'm like, oh, man, have you played The Last of Us 2? like no i don't i'm not gonna i don't want to do that that social justice warrior shit and i'm like what and he's like oh that lesbian stuff and ellie being a lesbian and transgender character and all this stuff so it's there are definitely a lot of fucking people out there men primarily i shouldn't say people i should just say there are a lot of shitty men out there who just the slightest bit of i guess women like having a semblance of freedom or their own creativity just doing something on their own yeah yeah, like not just being in the fucking kitchen or some shit like that like irritates them to such a point that they have to hop on the message boards they have to review bomb the movies yeah or or just not go see it for themselves and actually see what it's about like well the same thing happened with like once it came out that the new star wars movies were going to be focused on ray oh yeah you got that backlash or like rogue one and it's jane or so and honestly so obviously that didn't affect star wars yeah like it literally is the highest grossing movie of all time well when I, it came avengers back. is still i thought i thought that surpassed it no uh the avengers endgame is still the the highest grossing movie ever oh because yeah that came out yeah. ever sorry um but before that came out that was number one right didn't yes. it surpass avatar yeah okay and the real number one is Gone with the Wind. So Titanic no. or Gone with the Wind, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, 
shit now i forget what i was getting at the dudes on the the keyboard warriors that get mad yeah type yeah about it either way complain. it's just very very annoying so that's probably part of why this movie suffered and didn't perform as well as other superhero movies yeah which is a shame because one thing that really stands out even if you only watch the preview for it is like the dc movies have such a reputation for just being dark brooding depressing slogs yeah then like you watch this trailer and it's so bright and vivid and oh yeah but it is still steeped in yeah but i mean like that's what you're gonna get too i think that's why the reception's been so good for the like wonder woman 1984 trailer like a family's faces including their child is cut off and they're like like the dad's face is cut off the mother's throat and slit and then they're going to spare the child and then he sees a snot bubble and is like cut her face off too oh it's so yeah, it's so still it dark. still have really dark elements i'm just saying it's it's not as br- like as brutal like it's way more it's I, not never, as brutal never she, no i, was I just say, described how <laughs> i was gonna say brooding no it isn't it's so it's yeah it's not as brooding but it still is like you literally watch her just become a drunk buffoon in the first 15 minutes in which she's almost kidnapped yeah she's almost and kidnapped. like most likely sexually assaulted and she breaks that one dude's legs in the club she yeah in, like caves his legs in yeah because he calls her dumb he calls her a dumb slut and she so it's not as brooding in the manner of like i'm sad that my parents got fucking murdered in front of me in an alleyway but it does have like it's like a darker element. It's a dark it. movie that was dipped in neon and glitter. Yeah. Because like the, the wardrobe is bright. Even black mask has his, like he's wearing like white suits and Hawaiian shirts and like all sorts yeah. of velvet. Like, yeah, it's, it's got a bright color palette compared yeah. to the other is what I guess I should say. Yeah. That's, it doesn't, it does not you get sepia tone. You get the same brutality, <laughs> but it's more like it's, it's less like dark muted colors. And it's more just, like, it's like Deadpool. Vibrant neon. Yeah. It's like Deadpool. So I have um, a couple couple things here, trivia-wise, if, trivia. if you're curious. I am curious. So before Ewan McGregor was cast as the Black Mask, do you want to take a guess at the three that were considered? John Hamm. No, that would have been good. Um, I don't know. Just give me it. Charlotte Copley? I don't know who that is. Uh, District 9, he was Wickus. Oh, the main character? Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. He would have been good. I could see him doing it. Yeah. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Oh, wow. And <laughs> he passed on it. To do Jojo Rabbit? I don't know. It doesn't say to do what, but it says he passed on it, but then they considered Sam Rockwell as the archetype actor for casting. Oh, wow. That makes sense. And then the last name on this list here, Nicolas Cage. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would have been Nicolas awful. Cage, if I got to see another movie where Nicolas Cage took faces off of people, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> that would have been really awful. That's probably why they didn't go with that, because like, wait, we have a scene where they cut faces off. We can't do that with Nicolas Cage. Uh, the Penguin was originally intended to be the main antagonist of this movie, a black mask. Yeah. But that was scrapped because they announced that Colin Farrell is going to play him in the, the, the new Batman, Batman movie yeah. that Matt Reeves is doing. Yeah, because I remember rumors of this movie when it first came out that it was going to be the Penguin in this one. And this was supposed to be more rooted in Gotham and in the Batman universe. Right. Because originally when this was like being conceived, I think Ben Affleck was still in like production, if you will, to make his Batman movie. And mm-hmm. they were they were still operating under the guise of, this is a connected universe, the DC Entertainment Universe. And now they're like, ah, let's just do a couple. Yeah, these exist in something. So one of the biggest things to come out of this movie has been the meme with Harley and her egg sandwich. Oh yeah, that's like I see that meme everywhere now. Like her Her staring at the sandwich and like getting all excited. Yeah. So it says here the egg sandwich made for Harley Quinn is not made with chicken eggs, but was duck eggs, because Margot Robbie is allergic to chicken egg whites. Oh, what an odd thing. Like, I understand that that's like a, an allergy to have, yeah. but like I've, that's would probably be a bummer of a thing to be allergic to when you yeah. consider all the stuff that eggs and egg whites are in. Yeah. But it explains why she's uh, able to keep so fit. <laughs> why? Because don't have bread and all that other shit in there. Cookies. She can't eat cookies. Cookies just make you so fat. 
we bought a bag of cookies recently and that shit was gone in like two days it's like 18 cookies just gone in two days so um kathy yan the director is yeah. the first asian woman to direct a superhero movie and oh, is the second woman to direct a dc film after patty jenkins who yeah did wonder, Wo- wonder woman how many women have directed marvel movies i think just the co-director of captain marvel co-director yeah i think it was a of captain marvel i think it was two i think it was a guy and a girl that directed captain marvel ah but i think that's it so you're telling me marvel doesn't have any women directors seems like a real fucking boys club over there at marvel but they're basically changing that on the next phase aren't they because isn't the avengers supposed to be like the next group of avengers supposed to be the uh um that the the gang the gang up that that happens in Endgame, with uh, hope, oh yeah the hope and uh, Captain Marvel and uh, and rescue and oh yeah she's Valkyrie. called rescue in in this yeah yeah I think she's called rescue in the comics too I forgot I thought her name was Hope in the comics here's another rescue. here's another good casting what if uh, before Chris Messina was cast as Victor Zaz John Logazamo had discussions oh wow. Were they, yeah, wow, that would have been interesting. That would have been his second comic book movie, or third, since The Pest and Spawn. His tour de force performance in Spawn. Oh, it's great. Oh, okay, here we go. Lady Gaga was offered a lead role in the film, but turned it down. Was she going to be Huntress? I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says she was offered a lead role. Had to have been Huntress. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. I doubt it would have been Renee Montoya. Yeah, I can't imagine you put a... I, do you think it could have been Black Canary? Oh, yeah. Because of the singing yeah, thing? Yeah, and, and Black Canary, is she fits the prototype of the regular black. It's a, she's a blonde white woman, Black Canary. It's hard to find actresses like that. Yeah. Um, that's, but that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, I f- totally forgot about that. That's pretty much it for trivia. A lot of the rest of it is like production and ties and references to the comics and stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I know fans will spot those types of Easter eggs and stuff. There's no need to run through, you know, paragraphs of, of trivia like that. Yeah. Um, the movie's really good about hiding little Easter eggs and references and stuff. Uh, you get the old what? Harley Quinn outfit. I was going to say, when she opens up the the storage costume, at, uh, the storage bin at the end, you see it. Um, stuff like that. I really also did like some of the, the bigger like action sequences in this movie. Yeah, the like circular spinning fight scene at the end is really good. Really well staged. Yeah. Um, the scene where she breaks into the police station to get Cassandra Kane yeah, is really, really cool. Fun. She's got the beanbags in her shotgun. Very, very uh, hashtag defund the police. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy that a lot. There's that scene where I think it's still part of that overall sequence, but they're they're in like they're hiding in like the mechanic or like that shop, and she has to fight everyone. And I believe that's when she has her hammer. Is that the evidence? Locker. Is it is the evidence locker? It's somewhere. I think it's somewhere. I just remember a car in the middle of the. Yeah, room. yeah, yeah. It's like a machine shop of some sort. But yeah, and she she gets her baseball bat. That's what it, the baseball bat. Yeah, and she's like she whooping gets ass. A baseball bat, not her specific one. Whooping ass with the bat. Like, yeah, and like I, it's more impressive knowing that Margot Robbie did like ninety five percent of the stunts. Yeah, because like you see like the gymnastics based like flips and movement and everything. It's just like even yeah. though yeah, there's probably wires and stuff. It's still like. It's got to be hard. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah, that. no, absolutely. But, it, I mean, then again, it's not that Jackie Chan stunt type nah, shit. Yeah, it's not the Jackie Chan stunt. That stunts. shit is next level extreme. Um, But this really, like, this is really. Didn't she a, get hurt on the filming of this, though? I don't know. Probably. She got hurt on the filming of something. I forget what it was. It might have been this. Uh, but overall, this is just, like, it's a good, fun movie. Because she also almost drowned during that one scene in, uh, in Suicide Squad. Yeah, or, yeah. The one where Batman goes off. and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she almost drowned during that scene. She's gone through a lot in these fucking movies. She gives a lot, but it, like it's also because she's a really good actress. The character is important to her. Yeah, and but you, then again, there also are three other actresses that look just like her in Hollywood. That is true, but she's a very good actress. I I feel like because of these types of movies, she doesn't get mentioned as often as like the other younger actresses. But I think that you know she'll find strong roles too throughout, and like kind of solidify that side of her career yeah she's the best part of focus 
Uh, yeah, that's not a very good movie. She made Itania bearable. Itania, no, Itania was really good. It was, yeah, it was, good, but that was I mean, a like, really good movie. On her shoulders, it was a good movie. Yeah, I don't know. The dude from Richard Jewell is pretty good in that as her husband. Oh yeah, her huh. as like the her manager isn't uh, Sebastian Stan in that too. I as her husband, I think. No, that is um, the bronze. I'm pretty sure it's Sebastian Stan. Is he in both? Is it because the bronze? He's the he's the um, boyfriend of what's her name from um, Big Bang Theory, the blonde girl from Big Bang Theory. Yeah, no, Sebastian Stan is Galuli. Is he? Yep. Okay, because he's also in the bronze too. That's too funny. Wow. He's he's popping up in a lot of stuff now. Double ice skating movies. <laughs> hey, you got to know your audience. You got to you got to know what your what your strengths are Hell and play yeah. Um but she made that really good. She's just she's a very good actress. This movie as a whole is just a very well-made fun movie. Like yes, it deals with heavier like stuff than you would expect a typical like Gotham-based movie to. This did come out like a month before Joker as well. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a nice counterbalance to Joker because Joker's pretty self-serious and pretty like heavy-handed. The fucking dude who made the hangover. <laughs> and then this is like, yes, it deals with heavy stuff and is very like mafia and like crime-based. Uh, but you do get like... There's a fant- fantasy element behind all of it. It's Yeah, you get like the depictions of things as seen through the lens of Harley Quinn's eyes. Which is so it's more neon, it's brighter, it's more frantic, it's more like the sequences and the pacing are all over the place. It's not it's a non linear structure. It's it's her as your unreliable narrator, like in the middle of a scene being like, Oh shit, I forgot this, hang on. Yeah. And then you cut back a week and then you move back to the and like it's very like it's just cool. It's a different take on It's the embodiment of the character. Exactly. It's a different take on the R rated comic book movie. And you can tell how important it was to her because I think she ended up like her production company flipped most of the bill like to make sure it was an R-rated movie. Yeah. Um, and Which also, again, another thing that tanked it in the box office most likely. So The R-rating? Yeah. Possibly. I think that if they do get to make a Gotham City Sirens movie, that it'll probably do way better than this. Because you'll have the name recognition of Poison Ivy and Catwoman and Harley Quinn. I don't. I still don't think it does it. Like I I genuinely feel like sexism wins out in this shit. How do you think the next Suicide Squad is gonna do? Uh, I think because it has James Gunn and that Credo from Guardians of the Galaxy coming with him, I do think that will do well. Yeah, it's got him. It's got John Cena. It's got Pete Davidson. It's got Michael Rooker as King Shark. Got a shit ton of people. In. Yeah, it's gonna be wild. Yeah. You got Margot Robbie coming back. You got Captain Boomerang back. Like, I think overall James Gunn is gonna be better suited. Someone for, else like, is Deadshot even in it, or is well they got Idris Elba, but I guess he's playing a different character. Okay. Um. So who knows about that? But uh, I think Floyd Lawton is pretty quintessential to yeah the suicide squad so. it would be nice to get will smith back but no one said anything about that so if he, if he is it's probably pretty hush hush um but yeah i think it'll be good i think it'll do well and i think if that does well and lays a good groundwork it might renew interest in i don't i just really i genuinely feel that the sexist trolls out there are the issue with stuff like this succeeding what's well, a bummer because it's i mean honestly like comic books are still kind of a, a boys club so you know what make sure you watch this movie make sure you stream it make sure you heap endless praise to all your friends <laughs> help get the word out because it is a very good movie made by a predominantly female cast and crew yeah that it it did not get its fair shake it is definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it i think it got its fair shake it's okay. Look, it's an entertaining you can't play movie. Both sides on this here. No, I can. It's an entertaining movie, but you're giving and this whole cult thing that's coming up behind it. A is a little too fucking late, and B is just it's an attempt to kind of boost it up, if you will, because of its feministic aspects. But the movie isn't that great. It is entertaining. It's worth a watch, but I it's nothing special at all like it really isn't wonder woman's a lot better than this movie and it's that's the same thing like you know 
very female forward directed by a woman definitely all that but it i don't know this it has those elements but it also is kind of draggy in the middle and (laughs) although the you know um unreliable narrator element is there it's you know it's not the best part of it like you're like okay we're going back now we're doing this and that and doing this and that and it's no, I wasn't saying it's the best part. I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's just got tons of things to it. It like, has a lot. No, and that's the problem. It, is it has way too much going on in it. And that's what I was trying to say is that you could have two storylines in this that are pretty clear cut, but they went with like six different storylines. Right. Instead. And so I, it's got a lot of issues and it does have a lot of problems. It's not just this great comic book movie. Like... It doesn't have the kitschiness or um, quaintness that Guardians of the Galaxy has or even Deadpool. Like, it does not succeed in getting you to care about non-important characters to the average Joe the way Guardians did. Like, no one gave a shit about Groot. No one gave a shit about the Guardians of the Galaxy unless you were actually going and picking up comics every fucking week. Right. Like, that. those are the people that cared about those characters. And those are the people that care about these characters. And I don't think it has a marketed mass appeal. Or they did a good enough job to make you like these characters all that much. Because, like, really nothing comes from any of them except for Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. Like, Huntress, kind of, she gets her revenge in the end. But I guess not really. Uh, Cassandra Kane is, I guess she's her sidekick at the end. Like, uh, there's a lot left open. Yeah, you really just torpedoed everything in the, <laughs> in the last, like, at the goal line. Um, but I well, because it's like it's not. It's a fun watch. It's one. It's a fun watch. It was worth it it's, to it's, go see it in the theaters. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. But people didn't do that. So it's too late now. So hopefully it gets that second life on HBO Max. Hey, but that's still not going to make its money back. And it doesn't mean that. But it's not about making its money back at this point. What it's about is getting more eyes on a project that will open more opportunities for female filmmakers in this medium of comic book film. I think the opportunities are going to come no matter what. It's not because of this. The but opportunities are coming because of Wonder Woman and... I guess the co-director of Captain Marvel, (laughs) but it's not because of this movie because this movie, this movie did not open doors or create opportunities because it was a financial travesty for the studio. And it even further damaged whatever Warner brothers has been trying to do with DC plain and simple. Like the, you can't say that this is going to open up doors. What doors is it opening when it was a financial flop? Well, it's, you have your first female Asian directed movie. You have her directing a superhero movie. I know, but what That's I'm saying is... Exa- I'm not saying I understand what All I'm it saying. did was prove right the shitheads that are like, this isn't going to succeed. So it didn't open any doors or change anything. It but literally to, just proved right. The, but to young the, women that would see this or that would... Like, obviously didn't go fucking see it. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I, no, I know what so, I mean, and I know the point I'm trying to make, and I see what you're saying. I just mean, like, like uh, to someone who was, like, 16, like a 16-year-old girl that's a creative or, like, that wants to be a creative, sees the name, like, Kathy Yan or sees Patty Jenkins or anything like that on, like, the directed by or written by or any of those credits is going to be like, oh, wow. Or you see, hey, Margot Robbie literally produced this movie, starred in it, learned how to do all of the stunts so she could have as much input in how it was made as possible because this was important to her and she got it done. I think, like, movies like this, like, it doesn't have to be the biggest movie ever but like movies like this or star wars the new series where you have ray is the is the focal point like it sets a good example written and directed by men you know how many and then the focal points kind of taken off of her in the second one and and the third one and it's all about the skywalkers and the men in the family i'm just saying like when you when you put those resources out there it's the same thing that happened after like Black Panther came out and you saw all these kids that were super excited to finally be included with a superhero and to finally have like a superhero movie that they could feel like was theirs. That wasn't just Falcon. Because <laughs> fuck Falcon, I guess he didn't count for those first couple movies. I'm just like, where's the Falcon movie? 
Well, it's actually a TV show on Disney Plus that was supposed to come out this year. Yeah, exactly. And they turned over the mantle of Captain America. I get what you're saying with that, but that's all fun and all. But it's still the studios that are the ones that say, yeah, we'll let you make that movie. And now the studios have seen that that movie does not make the money that they want it to. Because this was not a movie that was going to, oh, oh, 200 million is good. This needed to make 400, 500, 600 million dollars. 250 was what it needed to clear. And the unfortunate thing is that when it comes to female characters, it has to be the big name characters. Like it, it can't just be like the mistake was that people thought Harley Quinn had the same following as Deadpool and things like that. And she does not. People love the Joker. She's just associated with it and comes along with it. That's Mm -hmm. why Harley Quinn's popular. That's the terrible thing about all this is that unfortunately in this aspect is her popularity comes from a male character and like a unbelievably (laughs) toxic. Yes. Horrible. The whole character of Harley Quinn and her relationship with the Joker and all that, like as much as Margot Robbie has done to dispel and get away from that, that history is still there and it's still kind of a terrible character. Yeah. Like it it is a character rooted in dependency and abuse and and abuse. Like, and and I, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of problematic things there. And as well, I, I 100% get that it's good to see that name there, but at the same time, what good does that do if it doesn't succeed? Because the people that are the gatekeepers see that lack of success and will still keep that gate closed. So how do we solve that? How do we actually get people in the theater and get people to stop being pieces of shit and caring about that? Caring about things like well, that. Well, I guess that if it, if it depends on people stopping being pieces of shit, <laughs> it's never going to happen, man. Uh, this took a turn. I did not expect. <laughs> well, cause that, I mean, no, it took a good turn because this was the conversation around the movie. And honestly, the reason why it tanked is because of misogyny, like 100%. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or touting it or, Oh, it should stay that way. But unfortunately that is the system. And in the eyes of this system, this movie failed. Right. And just because people now want to watch it, and do the and, oh great they watch it on HBO Max that does not do shit that it's really cool that you got to it now but the time when it was important and when you should have gotten to it was fucking six months ago <laughs> <It was laughs> so February it so it could have made some money and actually done something and could have further advanced the only reason why Wonder Woman was successful is because fucking Wonder Woman she's a part of that trinity what she's if we a, start getting um. Uh, like a witchblade movie isn't going to make any money. Let's get a uh, <laughs> uh, a hashtag going so HBO Max makes makes a sequel. <laughs> I think they've sank all their money into that fucking Justice League Snyder, Snyder cut, cut. So now they're they, they're probably not going to look at something that was a financial loser already. It's like, oh yeah, well, let's double down. They're gonna <laughs> they're gonna release the air cut low key too. Suicide yeah, Squad. God, I'll bet you twenty twenty one. Um. But no, I just, I, the unfortunate thing about this movie is it proved a lot of shitty people right. And that's the biggest bummer about it is because it did, I don't think a Gotham City Sirens movie happens. And I think that was canceled. I don't think it was canceled yet. I think it was pushed back. Yeah, but it's still like, there's no script for that. There's no, nothing for Gotham City Sirens. And not only that, but I... I mean, maybe seeing a Supergirl movie someday mm-hmm. or Superwoman, um, which Supergirls are really cool. Like, she's the same story as Superman, but she's younger and has to deal with, like, overcoming the high school era of what Superman dealt with, but as a woman, you know? Mm-hmm. And that shit's a lot more interesting than old Clark Kent discovering his powers. Right. I'm a big fan of Supergirl and Superwoman. I like that more than Superman. Yeah. I never, I was never a big DC person outside of Batman. Oh, okay. So it's all like, I have like some, so I love DC more than right. Than, uh, Marvel, like a lot more than Marvel. And I would love nothing more than to see a successful and good suicide squad movie or see a good and successful Harley Quinn movie. And I really liked this movie, but it didn't, it really didn't yeah. break the mold. I feel like we can go back and forth on this for hours. So I guess we can we can stop there and 
and get out of here for now before we go on even longer. Okay. Uh, we get to an interesting point and <laughs> Yeah, let's shut it down when it gets interesting. We're just going to say the same things back and forth though. I guess. You're going to be like, "Yeah, misogyny sucks," but like what's Well, cuz it's like stop? it's like the same thing with Dark Phoenix. Like why did Dark Phoenix fail? You told me that movie was terrible. It was very, very bad. That's probably why it failed. Yeah, but I mean, uh, people didn't go to it because, yeah, X-Men fatigue, but also it was, you know, I really, like, shitty dudes are fucking tanking these movies. You think that because uh, Sansa Stark was Phoenix, they were like, nah, not going? Because it was a female-led movie. Because it was something that was like driving some female story. I do think that there is a counteraction to this stuff happening right now. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of men's rights activist shitheads and <laughs> you know dudes like Ben Shapiro and stuff. Like, there's this underlying censorship and I guess resistance to feminism that is. <sighs> it's the rise of no, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, but it, it is children it is at all of this holding back and costing a lot to these advancements for women. And I think that it, you know, when you a movie like this fails and studios see that, then it just makes it worse. I I really don't know. I think we'll I mean obviously we'll see. Time will tell. Wonder Woman 1984 will come out soon. Well, that's still going to as I said, it's like it's it you can do it all fucking day with the major characters like Captain Marvel and Wonder Woman, but well, because Captain Marvel gets shit on a ton too. People hate Brie Larson. Yeah, but and that getting... and that had the luckiness of being a part of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, that was going to perform and do numbers. But I believe that is one of the lower end. It, it, yeah, like lower end on the numbers. It's like. <sighs> I think Thor and Thor the Dark World did better than that movie financially, which Thor the Dark World is two. Thor 2 the Dark World is unanimously like one of the worst Marvel movies. Out of all of them, yeah. Yeah, which kind of makes me fear for the Thor. We were way off. Huh. Captain Marvel made $1.128 billion. Oh, okay. There you go. It was a billion-dollar movie. Okay. But it got tons of hate from trolls and people on the internet. Okay. Um, And Brie Larson still tons of hate on the internet every day. Yeah, which is just ridiculous. And it's all because she said something about... Where like, does it rank amongst them, though? Oh. um, So Avengers Endgame, $2.798 billion. Infinity War, $2.048 billion. Captain Marvel 1.1 Iron Man third. No, it's not. It's out of order. I don't know why this is all out of order. I typed in top list and it gave me it all in. Okay, never mind. We don't need far from home made over a billion. I think there's only like six or seven Marvel movies that have made a billion, not counting the Avengers ones. Okay. And it's uh, far from home, Black Panther, Iron Man three, Civil War, Captain Marvel. Um, and then I think that's it. I think Guardians two got close. But yeah, I don't think Ragnarok crossed a billion. I don't think um, yeah, Guardians Two was seven seventy five. <laughs> you know, we have all of them here. You know what sucks in in regards to Thor and Love and Thunder? Hmm. I really like the Jane Foster character and what they did with that with female Thor in the comics. Mm-hmm. But I can't stand Natalie Portman as an actress. So I'm just like, oh god damn it, why? I thought we had gotten rid of her. She's just so boring in that role. I don't know why I find her so boring. Like I, I wish her and Kat Dennings like, had switched. Had switched roles and like yeah. Kat Dennings was Jane Foster. Um, but I. So that's good for Captain Marvel. Actually, that is a very yeah. big positive. And that actually but is. But again, it's a man and a woman directing. So it's just like, God damn it! I know one Wonder Woman is the best performing out of the DC movies, isn't it? Yes. That's the highest grossing out of any of the DC movies, which is pretty awesome. Um, and that one is 100% more a Marvel movie than it is any of the DC movies. That's, yeah, like that's the structure true. of that is, is Iron Man, but with Wonder Woman. Like that is the structure of that film. Or yeah. no, no, I'm sorry. The structure of that film is Captain America, but with Wonder Woman. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like the first Avenger. It's just like, oh, here's the same story. Love but, interest has to crash a plane. But Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hopefully things will get better. But what I'm saying to summarize it all is that 
the minuscule and the small end characters that actually mean more to the fans of this stuff aren't going to do it. And I guess what I'm saying is uh, just get out there, lend your support. Just hold out hope. Yeah, just just have hope. Yeah, and I do. I do lend my support and everything, but you can't not face the facts. Like, it's hard to just sit there and hope and be like, oh, everything's going great. And it's like, well, no one saw the movie and it failed. And, (laughs) and like, all studios are going to see is that. Like, I wish Batwoman was a fucking movie and not a show. Yeah. Like, I really, really, like... The Batwoman story of, uh, um, it's not Cassandra Kane. God damn it. I forget her name. Cause Kate, Kate Kane. Yes. Kate Kane. I, that is probably top three comic book storyline okay. for me of what, um, JH Williams, the third, uh, did on that. Gotcha. It, okay. Yeah. It's just art in general. Um, I think Greg Rucka, I think it was Greg Rucka and JH Williams, the third, and that was the catalyst for what was on the show. But it's a much better movie. If that Alice stuff was done in movie form mm-hmm. and just maybe gave you one or two. I would love to see a Batwoman movie. That's what I'd really love to fucking see them do but, is turn that on their head. Is be like, here's Batwoman. We're not doing a fucking Batman movie this year. We're doing Batwoman. So kiss our ass. If you want to see your bat costume, it's on a woman. Because that would watch it. That wouldn't get hate or trolled or anything. That wouldn't. I know, but that, that that's. I would like to see the studios like double down and do that stuff, which I think is what Marvel's doing in the next phase. That's what it seems like is yeah. they're being like, hey, they're all women now. Captain Marvel too. Kiss our do, fucking ass. Captain brother. America's black. Let's go. Kiss this. <laughs> kiss this vagina, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> on that note, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Uh, HBO Max, check out the movie. It's also, if you have HBO, it looks like it's playing like every four hours on one of the Well, channels. it was added to HBO. Yeah, it this was, weekend it's on it was just added HBO. It was added in, yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Uh, you or can, just buy it like I did. <laughs> you can find us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Heifabrew. You can shoot us an email at the mail movie or the movie mailbag at gmail.com. And uh, we will we will be back, guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah, because if you just buy it, that's actually adding to the numbers. You streaming it just adds to HBO's numbers. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like that meme, the stonks meme. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Just buy it. Stonks. <laughs>